Podcasting live from San Jose, California. It is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. My name is Demon Carter, aka Dim One. I am joined by my brethren, David Ma. What's happening, man? Yo, really good to see you guys. Um, nice, cool, breezy day in the Bay, huh? <laughs> Holy uh, shit! My armpits say otherwise. Nate LeBlanc. <laughs> uh, I have AC. Suck it, everyone else. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, no, I was out and about for a lot of the day today. And I, th- I think I left the house at like 9.30 a.m. to walk to a meeting that was about 20 minutes away. And I was just full back sweat by the time I got there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's one of those days uh, here in the Bay Area. It's supposed to be even hotter tomorrow. So I'm glad we're getting it in today. Because as we learned back in, I want to say this was in the 30s of our episodes, you can't have fans running during a podcast right, well, right. that the hard way yeah yeah it's the, ex- the extremely hard way but we're glad that you could join us we got another dope episode lined up for y'all this uh sweltering freaking weather uh got me thinking about summer jams not just summer jam it's like i didn't understand this but other cities and like metro areas have a summer jam Growing up, I you might be the next contestant on their screen. Yes, exactly. Uh, growing up, I went to KML, our local urban station, Summer Jam. Did either of you guys go to any of those? No, my no, indoorsiness cool uh, uh, stretches back many decades. <laughs> you're you're agoraphobia. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to KML uh, Summer Jam 1990 uh, or maybe 91, or I think both. I would imagine and, there was a lot of backup dancers uh, associated right. with the acts at that point. So many dancers. Uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot brought out what had to be like a 40-foot uh, butt uh, <laughs> to accompany his baby got back in his set. Like a wow. 40-foot like float-style booty just walked out. And little did I know the world had changed that day. It would never, <laughs> things would never be the same. But uh, yeah, it got me thinking about uh, rap songs that personify the summer um i think there's definitely winter rap joints uh, and there's definitely summer rap joints uh let's go to our uh semantician nate leblanc <laughs> in your uh, in your opinion what are the defining char- characteristics of a summer you rap, know rap song I, i'm uh there is a sonic quality right like there should be kind of a warmth or a brightness um to it um but I'm sitting, I made a little list of things that I was maybe going to talk about. And um, for me, it's it's like a punchiness, like a horns mm. usually mm. involved. Like, I think I've talked about this every single summer on the show. I listen to, like, I only listen to reggae and dub in the summer. For sure. Like, it just does not make sense to me to be, like, at Christmas, like, you know. <laughs> reggae um, Christmas. Blessing up. So it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's a. I don't know. That's just kind of a feeling. I also think as I'm looking at my list, it's things that like do not take themselves too seriously. Like mm. that's why interestingly, uh, we, you know, we've talked quite a bit on here about the Kendrick album, like interesting time to release it. It's just not, like, not summary to you. Is it, not, is this a summer record? Like not, not, not really like the, the probably the most summer record trying to be a summer record of recent memory is that Vince Staples FM. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. foreshadowing stuff like that and then uh of things i'm currently listening to i would say the new bronson is like a super duper summer record like big loud samples kind of dumb fun lyrics not taking itself to animal noises a crazy punchy sound that like cuts through the kind of background din at the barbecue you know what i mean and and it's funny and it's like let's have a good time here you know absolutely um Dave, what is what are the characteristics for your your summertime DJ sets? Like, what do you do you do you does that vary for you? Do you bring out different records depending on the time of year? Of course, one million percent. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to play the Cold Vein right now at a, at a <laughs> you know, use some Cold Vein in here. 
<laughs> get this party started, uh, you know, Cannibal Ox. Um, yeah, I, uh, for me, you know, it's, it's barbecue music, right? So, you yeah. know, like a little people under the stairs, acid raindrops type thing, you know, yeah. uh, like Nate yeah. was saying, bright tones, um, nothing too serious. Although, I mean, if the subject matter is a little bit serious, that's okay. But I think the aesthetics need to literally be sunny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, soul samples, horns, um, happy guitar licks, that type of stuff. I mean, they don't all need to be Will Smith summertime, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it needs to be the type of stuff that, you know, in a montage where people are playing volleyball, you know, that it, type it of makes stuff. sense. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. it's very, that's interesting. Cause I think rap has a, a number of jams that qualify for that. And you can like play volleyball and have a gun in your back. <laughs> and rap, right, and rap right. has songs for that. Isn't that the, the nothing that. but a G thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to have a fridge full of forties. Yeah, um, very, very much. And as Californians, I think we're uniquely kind of um, attuned to to get the summertime vibes. So what I, what I asked the brethren to do was to come up with a short list of like what are the some of your favorite summer jams. And I didn't say this in the thread, but I'll say it here. You cannot include Summertime in the LBC or Summertime by Jazzy <laughs> Jeff in the Fresh Prince. Too easy. Oh, and fuck Those you too, two Gershwin. Picks. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody, did, has somebody flipped Gershwin Summertime? Actually, actually your boy Han Boogie uh, flipped it with this uh, European singer. I think she's Swiss oh, or Swedish named Kissy, Kissy Asplund. Yes, and I remember yes. when he brought him into the record store when I was working there and I was kind of reading it and I'm like, wait a minute, is this like Gershwin? And he just looked dead, me dead in the eye and he's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll take four. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that, that's dope. Uh, Nate, what are what are some of your cookout jammy jams? Um, first of all, I don't have cookout. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I love to grill. I often don't listen to hip hop in these situations, but I did make a list for the purposes of, uh, you know, the segment. Um, what the first thing that came to mind was both versions of F the Police. Mm. Yeah. Like oh, wait, the, you're the nwa and the jd oh, and jay dilla okay. yeah uh yep. which I, I i you know tensions are running high it's hot yep. it's yep. kind of the uh summer as uh do the right thing yeah thing, about to say, the temperature yeah. rises like it's just a statistical thing crime increases as the temperature goes up people just get fed up and uh hurt one another so let's bring that up um <laughs> And then as I was looking at it, I, I, I think uh, Exile as a producer has a lot of summary Dude. records. Mm-hmm. Is that, am I stealing your hey, thing, Dave? Hey, yeah. <laughs> let me go. Let me try to go the one that I don't <laughs> think you're going to do. I don't wow. know if you guys listened to this when it came out. Um, it wasn't like I didn't love the record, but for this purposes, it's like perfect. It's Dude, that record he did with song. Choosy. You guys know oh, that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I black and brown, I think it's black called. Black and brown, yeah. Yeah, um, not only a great clothing store if you're ever in San Jose, California, but um, it's uh, he samples a lot of lowrider oldies kind of stuff, yeah. Sweet Soul, as an aficionado would call it. And the dude is not the most technical rapper in the world, which is kind of, I'm saying that in a good way for the first time ever in my life at this point. <laughs> like, it's like he just kind of goes with it. And, and yeah. um, it, it, he sounds good over it. Um, the new J-Rock is very summery. Because it's kind of a love letter to Los Angeles where it's perpetually summer. Um, And yeah, that's kind of my list at the moment. But yeah, it's I also think summer and especially when you have people over, you don't go for obscure. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring me the jams. You might throw on some Jay-Z. Like you might like throw on some stuff that people have a chance to connect with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not like here, listen to this new, you know, thing you've never heard of thing. Absolutely. Very, very um, articulate. <laughs> that's why you're in the podcast biz. Uh, Dave, what are some of your summertime joints? So I didn't go with the sort of anthemic cuts. I went with uh, sort of the more um, not obscure, but, you know, uh, sort of indie cuts, you know, like to me, like Operation Doomsday is a summary album. Interesting. You know I mean? So um, okay. and okay. sort of on that uh, exile tangent that Nate brought up, uh, there's a track um, by Eminon, which is a uh, Aloe Black and Exile, and the cut is called Blind Love, mm. and it and it's um it's back in the day. It's from 2004. It's off of the album The Waiting Room, and it remains one of my favorite summery summer jams ever. And it you know it literally talks about school being out. It's way on the nose, 
Um, he's lovesick because he's not going to see his his girlfriend for the summer, that type of stuff. But the beat itself is incredible. It's this super summery, bright um, fucking um, sample, like guitar sample. And so okay. the track is called Blind Love. And that's one of my favorite summer songs of all time. Um, and the other, I think, is a, a bit of a corollary, um, sort of the same era as well. 2003, it's, um, it's a song called You're So Cool by uh, Lucky I Am, PH, uh, PSC. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we, I, we had brought that up like a few years back. I think we put it on a playlist or something. Yeah, and I think we again, put it on a mix we did because right. I remember hearing it and being like, wow, this is a really cool like one-off Lucky I Am song. Totally. And again, it's right. On, it's super on the nose because it's off of this album called Summer School. Okay. Um, extra credit to summer school and okay. i don't uh forgive me i don't remember the name of the producer because it was one of those um soul that shows only uh type joints but um yeah again the song is called you're so cool and he mentions it he mentions in the song that it's august and that you know he's at a hieroglyphic show in oakland and right. um and right. the beat is just super summery so um again i didn't go for the big anthems or the big hits but those two cuts um the uh, Blind Love by Eminon and You're So Cool by PSC. See, Dave in here dropping the jewels. He's, he's that DJ that's like, listen, you're going to learn something today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to introduce you to some cuts, which I always appreciate. Um, I, I did kind of think in terms of uh, anthemic in the sense right. that when it's hot, when it's the summer, um, I think people want to hear the, the jams. You hear the jams yeah. spilling out of the windows to Nate's point. Uh, no Kendrick spilling out of the windows of anything uh, that I've heard this summer thus far, but it's early. Um, I thought about Ice Cream uh, by ah. Wu-Tang Clan, which has a, which kind of has a cold sound. Yeah, see, like, that has a sinister beat to me. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. But it's also about an ice cream truck. I know. I know. <laughs> right? Right? I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's East Coast. Um, it's East Coast summer, which I think right. can be like dark, a little bit dark and claustrophobic. Like and I still have of... a razor in my mouth, but some ice cream too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Doing pull-ups on a light post. But um, yeah, it kind of has that energy. Um, it is creepy, but uh, it also kind of hits some of the summertime notes. The other one that I was thinking of was uh, When They Reminisce Over You. Mm. And I feel like uh, it fits the category because of the the classic horn chop, right? Right. Um, right. And I feel like the summers of my youth when Cameo was like wedded to that song as like their their kind of anthem for the station. I just I have, you know, real summer memories around that. And then another uh, song or it's really songs from Vince Staples FM album, which uh, Nate mentioned, especially the song Fun, uh, which features E-40. Um, I think on that album in particular, Vince Staples captures like a, a fun mix of LA and Bay influences and it's all bright and it's all banging and it all works in your car and all those things. The songs are super short. Um, I really, really like that record. And it's something that I do find myself coming back to um, in the summertime. Now he has a new record that you could also argue is, is very summery, uh, but in that kind of like, oh, I laid down for a nap and woke up in a pool of my own sweat type of like, <laughs> You're like, oh, is this still on? Oh, like, it's hot. Uh, I just very... can't get into it. Yeah. Uh, it's like if you're, uh, you have the seasonal affective disorder, but like <laughs> the other way, flipped. <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> like you're just thriving in November and in summer, you're like, mm, I gotta yeah. take my pills. Yeah, that's that's Dave. Have you have you heard this new record? I think it's like I haven't listened park. to it all the way through. No, okay. but I wasn't feeling what I listened to, and I haven't been really into Vince for like the last couple uh, releases. And I think we've discussed this on the show. I Absolutely. think you're a little bit more more part. You're a little bit more partial to uh, the new staples than I am. Yeah, I I, uh, I I want big things for him. He's got like blue Honda Civics floating around him. <laughs> that's I'm, a really cool commercial it really is yeah. um i'm definitely a fan i think summer also makes me think about uh always basketball there's always this kind mm -hmm. of like deep connection to like uh watching nba finals which yeah, i was gonna say the season time. ended like three days ago that's a funny thing totally. but it's like drew league and like yeah the draft oh, mm -hmm. and like the free like i one Big of the best days the start. of the summer for basketball twitter especially is the free agency start day where the mm -hmm. deals are all flying it's so funny it's like all the things that aren't basketball really 
Like, mm-hmm. It's like basketball's time to shine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is why it is eating up the NFL as of late, because it just it never stops. And like all the weird, you know, the Warriors have secured their fourth championship and the, the ultra pettiness around that and like the shit talking back and forth that is going to last all summer. What's going to happen with Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook? All these things are going to be floating. And it just makes me kind of think about like uh, that's a just a fun part of the summer. Like, you, totally. you Yeah. And, and like uh, any DJ quick, any corrupt, right, any right, Dre, right, you know what right. I mean? Like the LA has the summer thing on lock and um, so much of that music is summer focused. And also you, if you look at places where it's a car culture, yes. it's like, that's yes. the Texas. huge thing of like, yeah, like a yep. lot of the Texas music, like, yeah, that's a great call. Um, yeah. A lot of UGK though. There's yeah. stuff that tends to be pretty dark. It's like, um, but it's, it's, for, it's for writing too. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, right. deep in the trunk. Yeah. Chopped and screwed. Is that summertime music? I'm not. I'm not enough of an aficionado. I don't know. The, the yeah. slowness of it kind of makes me feel like it's a bit macabre. Yeah, I actually think it's not humid enough here for us to understand. It. Is that what it is? I thought. It, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was the depressants, but maybe it is. Maybe we need a little more more steam. But I do want to give some uh, southern love. I think. Um, uh, Southern Playlistic as a song and as a record mm. has a lot mm. of great um, summertimey type of anthems in a different way. I think Organized Noise had a, a summery sound, but a Southern, like, oh my God, it's so hot. We can't go out during the day. Yeah. We must lay on my grandma's floor and turn up the AC <laughs> to a million degrees uh, and listen to Outcast. So I think Outcast definitely is one of those groups, and you can't forget. Um, I think anything a Florida rapper makes, right? It's somehow a weird, <laughs> like all freestyle music, all booty bass, all yes. the entire Pretty Tony catalog, <laughs> yeah. the entire Trick Daddy catalog. Yeah, right. yeah that's um, true. Good old summer all year round down there. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think. We can always get to us at Dadbod Rap Pod. Let us know your quintessential summer jams uh nate is there i was kind of like scouring the list of this year's releases trying to find like your debt your uh pitch perfect on the bronson uh record as being a really summertime record um i'm gonna throw out another one uh the beat tape a question call called twami yeah um definitely for me has like uh summertime vibes yeah twami seemed to be going for kind of a classic hip-hop thing there and i was just thinking like um it's not totally the show's focus and i don't actually spend a lot of time listening to this but like some swv some tlc some like classic 90s girl Mm -hmm. r&b always sounds Mm -hmm. good in the summer like there's a whole kind of like sub genre starting in the 70s with like bounce rock roll skate of like roller skating music yes and when i was growing up it was like freestyle Yep. and the kind of like hot 97 7 music and that was yep. a ton of that kind of r&b yeah shade uh, and stuff like that you know what i mean like they have, taking like, me back to high school yeah the, uh, the singles tucked in among the like death row classics you know? i think i i saw jade at the uh santa clara county fairgrounds wow uh, when you're taking it back but I, i'll I'll piggyback on that and say also the internet i think especially uh the ego death album is is some good modern uh summertime i was gonna be like i use uh, the internet party. every day dog <laughs> year round <laughs> 365 this thing has no seasons <laughs> uh dave give us uh what is what is give us three dub records that we can listen to this summer while we're getting stupid stoned three dope <laughs> records to listen to this i summer said d- dub 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 like 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 reggae yeah jamaican dub <laughs> Like what are we okay. talking about? Yeah, yeah, Jamaican dub of a tape? Okay. Jamaican Dave crazy. <laughs> I know, I know. This interview is over, you guys. Um, yes. I, I think any mad scientist is dope. Um, I yeah. like all the all the versions of uh, any Gregory Isaac song. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Those are all super super summary. And um, there's there's um there's a Lee Perry and the Upsetters record called Double Seven, mm. which I think is just super super um. I mean, there's some really, really sad songs on there, but in terms of the aesthetic, there's some really um, summery, glowing tracks on there that aren't too overly dubby. It's not like everything is drenched in echo. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's something that, that you can throw on during a barbecue that kind of, you know, just fits the mood. There it is. You got a lot there. You got summer rap jams. You got a little bit of uh, the, the island vibes. 
And, uh, you know, that's what you come to expect here on the Dad Bod Rap Pod. I know that we probably missed some things. Oh, uh, oh come on. Yeah. And yeah. it's no, like, we, we it's so it subjective. Like, yeah. <laughs> and no, that's, this, that's it. it. Those are all the Definitive. <laughs> Rolling Stone. Uh, it's like, uh, yeah, whatever. What You know, people have disagreed with our takes on what seasons things are before. So it's kind of, I think it's very uh, geographic, very regional. Know, yeah. And yeah. like how hot it gets during summer. Like, is there any song I want to listen to when I'm like, my neck is all a sweat pit? It, you know, yeah. it's like sometimes Trinidad it's just, James. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, that just that just That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm sure we've uh, we've offended some. I want to I want to bring this up here because uh, we want the fan interaction. Hit us at Dad Bod Rap Pod on Twitter. Subscribe to our Patreon, Dad Bod Rap Pod on Patreon. So yeah, uh, Bay Area, LA definitely have uh, strong ties to a, a summertime vibes. And uh, our next guest, um, you know, San Franciscan by by way of Oakland, Elronius. Um, he's got a kind of a for underground rap. It's it's a little summertime, you know, Nate. Yeah, it definitely can be. Um, you know, who is a very summer? Well, well, I what I think is a very summery album is uh, Soul's first album. Yes. I'll, how did I not say 93 till? Yeah. Taking yeah. girls yeah. to the movies, yeah. hanging out at the yeah. park, yeah. measuring joints, all classic yes. summer <laughs> activities. Um, and, you know, um, I was I've been listening a ton to uh, High Row Oldies Volume 1, especially so good. Step to My Girl. Yeah, that's I, why my favorite yeah. song. I am obsessed yeah. with that song right now. It's just yeah. so good. It's like it's the, the so most buttery simple. loop. Dude, it's so simple, but it's so good. It's like totally. and every it, verse. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off. But no, I no. interviewed I interviewed them back in the day, dude. Um, I, I think I spoke to Tajay and Opio about that cut specifically because it's such a favorite track. Actually, did you ever do it... one of those things for the Pow thing? Like a I did, those... but I think it was on You Never Know. Okay. Um, remember that. But dude, they recorded that song when they were 14 and 15. That is oh, that's... that's the part that's crazy because it's a it's like lightly misogynistic. Totally. But it's totally. Like, but it's it's just so the the flute or whatever it is. Do you actually know right. what it is? I don't. I okay. don't. Um, um, I love it so much. I played it when we DJed with Cut Chemist. Oh, nice. Maybe that's why I've been listening to it so much. <laughs> that's why I'm like, this song's so good. I just discovered it. No, yeah, um, great, great party. Wish you could have been there, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So that knowing they're so young, they're literally on summer from school. Totally. Yeah, right, 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 right. It's funny because right. we are old codgers. Like I haven't had a summer in so long. Like yeah. a couple, yeah. I think in 2015, uh, Lou and I went to Barcelona and actually a, a Barcelonan uh, listener reached out today. So I was thinking about that trip a lot because um, he's like, where did you stay? And I was like, I have no idea. Barcelona? Yeah. <laughs> Barcelona. Land the of city. weird meats. Um, so um, that was the last time we did kind of like a summer vacation mm. kind of thing. Other than that, I'm just like, I'm at work, but it's hot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, to try to steer us back near a point uh yes the bay area definitely has summer um vibes to a lot of the music a lot of e40 a lot of too short um yeah. you guys want to go listen to my favorite song just another day um yes. it yeah. describes a summer day in the bay area pretty well uh, a lot yeah. of gary payton references in that song and gary payton has been everywhere recently <laughs> both senior and junior yeah, I'm about so to say, i've been thinking about that a lot i would uh, add anyway. uh, soul sides as well Totally. Um, very summer yep. cuts. You yes, know, absolutely. Lady, you know, four ounce of freedom. You know, it's not like a uh, lady don't techno takes place in the winter, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, right. So Elronius is part of, was part of, is part of that Bay Area backpack underground rap scene. Totally. Like, yeah. Totally. An MC's yep. MC, a very word focused. Um, I, I'm just going to use the term not pejoratively in any way. A backpack rapper, dude. Oh, like, for sure. Totally. A, a totally. rapping ass rapper. Who yeah, totally. I, I, I've always really liked. I like some of his records quite a bit. And um, it's funny. I don't think we've ever crossed paths or I don't think I've ever seen him live. He was Ooh. just always mm. kind of around. I have yeah. a couple of his records, but uh, I just think he's a good rapper. And I, I wanted to, us to talk to him. And so it, it, I was so glad it worked out. Thank you, Dave. And um, yeah, I actually tweeted one day about his name. Yes, because I remember it's this. Such a, it's such an underground rap name. And so it was yeah. just interesting. It brought people out of the woodwork who were like, they were they knew about it. They didn't know about it. People who were like, that's not actually a good name. And that's like, block. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and just, I don't know, man, he was cool. And like, that's part of what we grew up on. And that scene that he was describing 
um just makes me nostalgic and i just i just think he has a way with words and i just think that should be celebrated and that's what this whole show is about absolutely so uh without further ado here is our interview with erroneous diversifier dead by rap Our rap pod every week we talk to people who have moved to shape hip-hop culture this week is no different joining us in zoom we have el rodeus what's happening man oh man i'm just chilling just enjoying this bay weather right up. where where are you at right now and where are you from in terms of your your bay um, area i'm i'm from oakland uh i'm in oakland okay but uh musically i'm from san francisco like my mm. first music while I lived in San Francisco, I went to San Francisco State as a kid and, and I wrestled for that team and I loved that city. And I taught in that, I taught elementary school in that city. Oh, I wow. love that. So yeah, musically I'm from there, but I'm from Oakland really. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's where I live. I have a house in Oakland, so nice. I'm in my okay. house. Uh, we're okay. from San Jose, so just a little bit down the road. Okay, that's what's yeah. up. Yeah, there it is, uh, 880 gang. Circle up. <laughs> uh, so, uh, mentioning that you're from San Francisco, um, who were the artists that influenced you when you were in your formative years uh, as an MC? Oh, man. Uh, you mean like people who are out there or just like people who influenced me, period? Well, let's, I, I want to, since you're a Bay guy, I want to kind of get to their, were there local artists, were there San Francisco, Oakland kind of Bay Area artists that influenced you? And then the, the mm. kind of broader. The broad, uh, it's more of the broader picture. So it's like, like I grew up as an athlete and, and we always try to strive to be the best we can be. And one of my athlete homies was in a rap band. My homie CB, he was in a group called Professionals. And Mofessionals, you know, they expanded to be like, you know, members of them became Charlie Hunter Trio, all these other things, and uh, Alphabet Soup, you know what I mean? So they like ran the rap circuit when I was like a kid coming to San Francisco. And then I became like obvious to that, you know, and I learned about it and I was like, oh shit, well, we want to do this too. And aside from them, like my big influence is like Miles Davis, Charles Mingus, guys that like, push the culture and 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 were mean about it you know what i mean like they they're like i'm gonna do it this i'm gonna do it this way and i don't give a fuck what you say and that's that's how i like to see things to progress because things don't progress nicely you know what i mean so you gotta like push a movement and i seen how miles and those guys did that which is great but locally yes it was the professionals who started that. And I had a group of my own. I, I came from a band. I came from the band era of, of, of hip hop in the Bay. And there's guys who started with, you know, NPCs and all that stuff. But I started in 1990. You know what I mean? I was 19 and we wanted to do something. And I had this avant-garde guitar player who we knew named Troy Samler who could play anything. And a guy who's on a wrestling team with me named Adrian Birdley. And they became the drum and bass to our rhythm and I learned how to rap and do all that stuff through them. And we started a group called Last to Serve and we became a kind of a, a cool big group. We became big, big little, you know what I mean? Like we were big in the circuit, but who knows? Who knows nationally? We got offered record deals, all that stuff, but who knows how things ended up nationally. But those were my people that I looked up to before I wanted to like venture out solely, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's great, man. Thanks for explaining all that uh, back history for us. Um, you know, and speaking of history, I we'd be remiss not to bring up Imaginarium. Um, I listened to that. I played that CD out so tough back in the day. And I kind of oh, just want to I just want to, you know, uh, get your thoughts on it now, reflecting on that, you know, 20 plus years later. And just what do you remember about putting that one together as well? Um, wow. Imaginarium was like, is a trip because it was the first time that I'd left my group. And those were like the thoughts I had of doing songs with the band, but they didn't fit the band structure. And I was like, well, as soon as I learn, as soon as I learn how to record myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put all these ideas down. You know what I mean? I was really about that. And then I finally got a four track and, all, and then we started doing other things. But these songs were always there. Those are songs. OK, I'm going to do this when I do my solo stuff. I'm going to do this when I do. So I had like seven or eight songs like they weren't songs they were just ideas you know imaginarium was a concept and those were like eight ideas that made the 10 track list of imaginarium and uh it was it was complicated but it was very very like you know it was fulfilling to to come to like to come to fruition as an artist you know what i mean because i always had a band and I was like, hey, oh, yo, I got this bass line. Why don't you play that? Instead of me having to sample something. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, my drummer, hey, play this drum beat. I got, well, we had the drums in our lip. So listen, my band, I lived on Lower Haight and I lived above International Cafe. And they'll tell you, any time of the night, you hear drum beats, bass lines, whatever, because our living room was our rehearsal studio. So anytime I'd be like, yo, come play this drum beat. And it'd be like in our living room at three in the morning. Could play this bass line and our bass player, guitar player, everybody lived with us except for the drummer. So we knew we had all the footprints to make music, except none of us could play the drums. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we came, you know, when it came to Imaginarium, I was like, I want this to happen, this to happen, this to happen. And I never got the right pieces together at the right time. So it was just, uh, Imaginarium was really a thought process for like three years. And then I finally was like, okay, I'm going to hook up with this one guy who has a sampler and I'm going to take him all these samples that I want to use and, you know, get this stuff together. And that took two years. You know what I mean? So it was like a process upon a process. And I mean, I'm glad it happened that way because, you know, I, I actually listen back to things now. I never used to listen to things back. So now I just started listening to things back and it came out pretty much how my brain told it to come out. You know what I mean? Like my brain was like, that's that's how it should come out. And it came out that way. And I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, that's that's very rewarding. It's a really good record. Um, I I wanted to ask you about your name. Um, I actually randomly tweeted about this sometime last year. (laughs) And a bunch of people responded with you should interview him, which is happening now. So I'm glad this is all coming together. But your name, your rap name, especially back in the day, I don't know if you use the full thing anymore, was Elroneous Diversifier. And it's yes. L asterisk yeah. Ronius, and then a separate word DA and then yeah. versifier. versifier. Yes. Talk us through that. Okay. So L Ronius is well, so my name is Tyrell Laron Smith. Uh nobody called me Tyrell except for my mom when I was in trouble. Everybody called me Laron. Or L. Ron, or or, or Ron Z, and all kinds of stuff. I played sports. We have funny little names for each other. Sure. But uh, but L. Ron stuck, and so L. Ronius means the nature of L. Ron. You know, so the people, the 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 spirit of the person that everybody likes, who's L. Ron, that music is the nature of that. And diversifier means like, I can spit anyway. I diversify my styles. There's like, if you listen to Imaginarium, there's like 700 rap styles on there. Mm-hmm. And, and my, my cohorts who are, who are fucking into that stuff, they'll tell you that stuff. Oh, I, I saw the 704. You know what I mean? <laughs> my people tell me, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but that was like the impetus to really like diversify my style from the things that I was like brought up on, you know, because I, I came from the Bay and, and when I was in high school, one of my young homies, uh, R.I.P., his name is Plan B. Before mm-hmm. his name was Chibub when we were in high school, he's the best rapper of all of them. He's like a, a, a Bismarcky. He can rap, he can beatbox, all this stuff. Well, he got taken from us at an early age. 
But before he, he got taken from us, he changed his name to Plan B. And his right-hand man was uh, Saphir. So him mm-hmm. and Saphir ran together. And as much as I wanted to run with Chabub and, and rap with them, I couldn't do it. I wasn't good enough. So I was always like shooting for that, shooting for that. And then all of a sudden like, oh, damn, you at the Hobo Junction? Damn, <laughs> you guys are okay, okay. So I got to really step my game up to work with you guys. And then my boy got killed. And it was like, oh, damn. So I kept up, but those are like my, like, you don't hear any hobo junction from my style, but I looked right. up the hobo junction. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like, oh my God, I want to rap with you guys. Cause I wanted to rap with, Bub. that was my, that was one of my best friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to rap with him. I always want to put stuff without him, but I just wasn't good enough at the time, which is funny. <laughs> you know, so, God, uh, it's refreshing to hear you describe it that way. And I'm sorry about your friend, but just one quick jokey follow-up. If you could go back now, would you have a less complicated name in the era of search engine optimization? Uh, yes. I just be Elron. <laughs> Fair enough. I just be Elron. Yeah. <laughs> but the asterisk, look, my name's Leron. L like my mom named me something for a certain reason. So mm-hmm. Leron is L small A capital R O N. So the asterisk is starts with A, takes place of the A. So mm. it's just L A. So it's the nature of Leron. Everybody calls Elron, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm I try a L E capital B L A N C, so I get it. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right on. Um, it, thanks. I, I, I have wondered that for many years, so it's, it's great to be able to uh, hear your response to that. Um, so you, you had Imaginarium, which is kind of how I heard about your music. Um, but you've had some more recent projects. Can you talk a little bit about um, your, uh, what did I listen to today? I listened to Shantaram, uh, which oh, Shantaram. Came, out, yeah, oh, yeah. It came out last year. Word. So if you listen to Imaginarium, there's only one guest appearance on there. And that's my homie, Genesee. Genesee and I are a group called Double Life. And uh, last year, we dropped our first record together. We've been together since, and I, just before Elronius was Elronius, I was just Elron, you know what I mean? Before, uh, the, before the Alchemy single, I dropped the Double Life single, Revolutions, and Genes- me and Genesee did that, it was three tracks. And we decided to come with a full length album last year, Shantaram. Shantaram is, uh, it's based on a book but this guy who went through a, a, a crazy life, he lived a double life, put it that way. And uh, we, we decided to call our album that. And we put these songs that we had together. So we had some songs together from like 20 years ago, some songs together from six years ago, some songs together we wrote six weeks ago. You know what I mean? So we, had, we, had, we mixed it, mingled it, and uh, hopefully it came out right for all the people who like double life. You know what I mean? And I think it, I think it did. It came off well. Great, thank you for that, man. Um, you know, we spoke a little bit about progression and all the various groups you've been in, and the, the work with Genesee and whatnot. Um, sure. But through the through the years, I mean, you're you have like 20, 20 plus albums uh, besides Imaginarium, <laughs> which which we all speak about. Uh, you know, what would you suggest it would be a good entry point for a new listener to familiarize themselves with your work? If a person were to listen to me, I would say, listen to Algorithms. Okay. It's a short record. It's uh, So I think my best record personally is No to the Righteous Outlaw, volume one. It's just okay. No to the Righteous Outlaw. There's like 13, 15 songs. But volume two of that is called Algorithms. And that's like 11 songs. And that's like, it's a more, so No to the Righteous Outlaw is like, uh, say we're talking economics, right? So this is macroeconomics and then, then algorithms like microeconomics. So you get more of a, a taste of what I feel and what I'm into. So like on, on algorithms, there's a song about my homie, the graffiti legend, Mike Dream, that I grew up with in the Bay Area. And that's a song I get a lot of props for. But it was like, that's almost like a freestyle song because we're such good homies. And But the song is great. And like every time I hear that song, I almost cry. So it's like, you should listen to that record because there's like nine songs that lead up to that that are fantastic and they'll lead you to that and they'll lead you beyond 
into my thought process, like, uh, you know, more coherent to today than in 1999 when I released Imaginarium. You know what I mean? I'm uh, interested in the way you phrased that, and I had this written down, and I'm just going to go there. Are you a big freestyler? Because your rhymes sound extremely written to me. Like, you're, like I think of you as this really good writer who's piecing things together. Do you also freestyle, and do you incorporate that into your creative process often? I am a definite writer, but I am from the freestyle craft. So every album I've ever put out, there's a record that's on there is freestyle. Like completely, like, you know, I might have four words written down and those four words might be in the chorus or wherever, but that's a freestyle song. You know what I mean? So from Imaginarium all the way to today, every album has a song that's freestyle, completely freestyle. And I, I like to, I mean, I went from being in a band to being a solo artist to linking up with the best hip hop artists to me personally ever which is Freestyle Fellowship, and then finding like uh, cohesiveness with them and like, yeah, I freestyle too. And I like to find myself in a ditch and dig myself out of that ditch <laughs> and make that hard and flow real smooth after that. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're all, we're all about that. We, I say we collectively, but me personally, I'm all about that. I've been about that because I came up in a band and you have to, I mean, it's cool to have 16s written, but if your band's playing 77 bars straight, what does your 16 do? You better be able to rap, you know what I'm saying? So come off the dome is, is pertinent. And I came up with a jazz group too. Came up yeah. with a legendary jazz group called the Brown Fellinis. Yeah. And, and, and I was all about like, you know, style back then. And they were like, enunciate your words brother <laughs> your style is incredible but enunciate those words brother so we know everything and i was like okay and that yeah. that brought me to who i am today so i have to really really give them shouts out i remember seeing that name on so many flyers back in the day on hate street just like oh, yeah. up on the light poles like that's that's yes, sf legendary <laughs> stuff right there yes yes awesome yes. So uh, you, you've had this really long career uh, spanning 20 plus years. You just had a record drop next year, last year. What's next yeah. for you? Um, I'm working on Imaginarium 2. Oh! Not 2 number 2, but 2, two? like, oh, oh. Oh, this also? Is, yeah, like, this, Imaginarium also. It's not going to okay. be so, like, Imaginarium was like a personal record. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like me going from one side of myself to the other side of myself and, and journeying through that and hearing these voices in my head that were talking to me. And I journeyed to my other side of myself where I realized certain things. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and people delve within that. And I love that. But this record is more like, OK, I'm outside of myself now. I've mm -hmm. had 20 plus records. Let's let's talk about things that are outside and, and yet yeah, inside as well. So this is imaginary too, like I2, T-O-O, E-Y-E, too. So when I, when, I, when I first did, like all my records have like, uh, uh, they have like a, 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 like a till there. There's a shorter emphasis on each record. So it's like, so imaginary was like, I am like, ooh, I want to do this. I, I, um, I don't know if I should do it. So it was yeah. I am, imaginary was I am. And then like, Dream Years of D-dubs, and then Purposely Powers of PP. So I, too, uh, No to the Righteous Outlaws, No Troll. You know what I mean? There's the No Troll record, like, you know, it, it, everything has a, a shorter subtlety to it where it gets more street, and it's like a little more, if you know those things, it's like De La Soul. You know, every De La Soul record, there's an inner joke between yeah. all the homies and all that. That's yeah. how all my records are, too, with all my homies. And, and now that I'm getting older, I'm espousing those a little more. And, but every record has a shorter, uh, uh, shorter disposition that, uh, that espouses to some humor and, and making fun of myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing part of your story with this man. We, we just really appreciate you making the time. Sure, I appreciate you guys having me. Right on, nice to chop it up with Peace you. Peace out, be well. Definitely, thank you. What's good, Dad Bod Rap Pod listeners? 
It's your boy, Dem One, government name, Damone Carter, here to tell you why you should most definitely subscribe to the Dad Bod Rap Pod Patreon. If you're anywhere near my age bracket, you're probably saying to yourself, what the fuck is a Patreon? All right, that's a fair question. Patreon is a platform where we post exclusive content for folks who subscribe. For example, a $5 a month subscription gets you access to Nate LeBlanc's fake radio show, Fly Sporadic, my weekly Spotify playlist series, Dems Gems, Patreon-only album review segments, and so much more. Right now, there is over 90 hours of content on our Patreon just waiting for you to slide through. You can interact with us and other subscribers. It's like a cool-ass members-only club feel without the Twitter weirdos and goofy discourse. So do yourself and us a favor and subscribe to the Dad Bod Rap Pod Patreon. All this fly shit for just $5 a month. Exclusively yours. Go to patreon.com slash dadbodrappod. That's patreon.com slash dadbodrappod. Peace. All right, that was our conversation with Elronius. I want to thank him for coming on. Uh, kind of took me back down memory lane with some of the uh, some of the references Definitely. and people he was talking about. Um, so it's great, great to have him on. Um, and you know what else is great, guys? Reviews. Get the reviews. <laughs> Most of our reviews. Uh, Nate, you should have like a little jam that comes on, and then we just like read different reviews. That's funny. Can we review the reviews? Yeah, exactly. You know, a whole segment on reviewing reviews. <laughs> what I didn't like about the second sentence was it really didn't connect. That's so funny. I don't know if you guys ever watched that show Review. It's uh, Andy Daly, the comedian. He's like blonde. He seems very nerdy. He's in a lot of different shows. It's a very interesting show because it starts out very normal and it grows increasingly unhinged as Mm. time goes by. And so anyway, just for the people who uh, have seen it, I think this reference will land. It's like it's uh, something I've always wanted to kind of tackle. It's like, how do you loosen the format over time so by the end you're just like wiling out and i think if we started a review <laughs> reviewing the review segment it would get very loose very fast i i'm, I'm here for it. for it yeah and i think um <laughs> thanks Dave. uh i think we could uh potentially just like do shots for every star that we get, <laughs> just to incent y'all oh, to get man. out there and give us these stars um but yeah i wanted to share a little bit about a review that we got recently um, we got an Apple review that I thought was just very, very interesting. And I want to see if you guys can unpack this with me a little bit. Um, yeah, so we get a little summary of our reviews um, via email. won't say the, the site's name because we're not pumping them. But uh, <laughs> it, it gave us a snapshot of a review. And uh, the, the I presume to be a young man, maybe a young woman, um, said, fine podcast. Um, by three uh you know hip-hop listeners well maybe only two of them are listeners and i was like what What? who 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 among us is not a dedicated hip-hop listener that's what whomst among us does not listen to hip-hop and hasn't for 40 years (laughs) are they saying were they saying you tomorrow that's what i thought i took it personally because that's what i do um, with all with all reviews, <laughs> that's immediately where I go. I'm like, this is about me and what I have. I wish people done. could see uh, Damone sending me tweets and stuff and being like, "Do you think this is a sub?" And I'm like, "No, Nate, it has nothing to do with us." I'm sure. Just keep I, keep pushing forward, bud. I'm, I'm a rapper. This is this all. Everything is a subliminal diss. But it was it was very strangely worded in the sense that two of us are like really dedicated hip hop listeners, and one not so much. I and think I this mean, is right? an ESL issue and okay. is like, who cares? We know what we listen to, right? I I think. Uh, <laughs> I thought sorry. I did. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, in a shame yeah. spiral. Ground stranding <laughs> the show? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Final episode. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm pulling a Ben Simmons. I, I can't. It reminds I can't me of when uh, the chef homies read their Yelp reviews and then they mope around all day. I'm like, who cares what that person thinks? Yeah, I, I, for the most part, um, 
it, it only hurts when it seems like they like the show. So they kind of sandwiched it with a with a right. compliment. Yeah. But then only gave us two stars. Oh, so, so here's the thing, uh, Dad Bod Rap Pod listeners. Please, if you can, go and rate us um, on Apple Music or where, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it really means a lot. It helps new people get turned on to the show. But, and, but uh, don't do like a two star, like nuanced rating. It has to be five or none. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm dead serious. laughs> You're not helping us by doing a two star and being yeah. like, and I, I, I don't agree with the way culture is going. I think, I think most things are a meh in my life. Like, I think most things are three stars. But if you give three stars, you're going to get the salesman fired. Or in this case, push right. us down the ranking. So if you don't have right. anything nice to rate, don't rate anything at all. Totally. We'll give you 50 other podcasts to listen yeah. to. Like, go nuts. Okay. Um, okay, here's here's the thing, though. I feel like, um, yeah, don't give us a two-star review. I think it's either one or five. No. I need... Zero. I need- <laughs> I need uh, What's going on here? I need content to, that we can piggyback up. I, I disagree. I don't think you're really doing it until you have a strong uh, subset that's like, fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah uh, that's so, true. So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of why I lean into this stuff. Um, don't worry. I'm cuter than whoever this person is. So <laughs> I have <laughs> zero self-esteem issues with this. But uh, yeah, it was very interesting. I'm like, I, I did. I was like, that, that's got to be. He probably means me, but it's fine. Um, I listen to more rap than any person should. Um, and, I'm, and I'm proud of that. And that's what you get here on the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh, once again, check us out on our Patreon. We put, just posted a really dope uh, Wu-Tang Forever segment, guys. Uh, check it out when you can. Folks have, have recommended post Wu-Tang Forever um, Wu-Tang material that we should check out. So. Um, and you can check that out too if you were a subscriber, patreon.com slash dadbod rap pod, uh, for all that flyness. Also, just posted a new playlist. Um, so you know, you know where to get all that, and you know where to get your, your fly podcast content every Thursday. Dadbod rap pod.